Welcome to RCS. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. Happy birthday. Almost. It's almost, well, it's going to be. When this comes out, you will be be old by the time this happens. So. Yeah, as old as you. Okay, I don't think we had to go there. (laughs) That was just mean. (laughs) Sometimes the truth doesn't need to be sold. Or said to Dan. (laughs) You need to respect your elders. Right now I'm older than you. Some of you are forgetting how to talk. For the next 12 hours or whatever. No, it's not even that. Yeah, six hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're recording live at Drivers Club, brought to you by Avance, Haggerty, Carter Subaru, America's Automotive Trust, and Rainier Beer, which I'm having tonight. Ah. Yeah. Nice beer break. Nice beer break. Stressful day. It's a long one. This was a bad one. Right. You know. It's Monday. Right. Uh, I'm looking forward to this all day, though. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like my Tuesday is going to be longer than my Monday, but yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, much easier. Your, to, it was a good weekend. I was going to say, how yeah. was your weekend? It was yeah. great. Yeah. Much easier to clean the truck this time after our drive. There you go. That Driving was in the snow is a lot easier to clean up after. <laughs> yeah, we took the Washington <laughs> back roads. No. What is it? <laughs> Wabda? <laughs> Why this is funny is because I, okay, so Dan and I are both actively trying to be better on social media, especially Rain City Supercars. And me, I'm the worst. (laughs) And I posted on my page last night, and we were on the Washington Back Road Discovery Route, correct? Back Country. Back Country Discovery Route. Closest you've gotten so far, though. And and I (laughs) I put it up last night, and I put, like, Washington... Back road discovery, discovery. background. And, and then I put the acronym. And Dan has a way of just, he just sends me a message. He doesn't say anything. He just sends the acronym. And then he goes, this is what it's supposed to say. <laughs> I, I go, think it's still wrong. Uh, yeah, I changed it. I thought, well, because I oh, went you changed in, it once. I think you still. No, I, ch- I had to change it again. I, okay. I went back and changed it again. So it's probably still wrong. I had to realize I had to go change it. On, I had to go change it on Facebook, too. So I don't know. I changed it twice on Instagram. <laughs> I'm trying. It was so, a great effort. Yes, thank good you. photos, too. Thank you. Yeah. yeah really good a lot photos. Of fun. Unlike Carl, who didn't go. Yeah, well, I mean. He's he, we're, we we're voting him off the island, right? Yeah, it's, you know, it's just this is. I got some new tie downs. I'm gonna strap him to the roof next time. <laughs> I don't think his wife would mind. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, it was a, a great day. I, we I'm we're lucky it didn't snow. So far, there's no snow in the forecast, so I might try and hit that route again. Uh, but we got the first snow of the season over there, and it was totally e- a really easy drive. Honestly, uh, absolutely beautiful. The backcountry discovery route is one of those great routes that almost anybody can do as long as they have just a little extra ground clearance. Like perfect for the Subaru crowd that's a little bit lifted. Your your stock Toyota Tacoma, as long as you have just some decent tires, totally fine. Actually, I think I probably had the most trouble of anybody who would do that route just because of the width of the, the width. Raptor. Bring, yeah, bring bring a, a chainsaw or bring some clippers or a machete or yeah. Yeah, you're welcome, Section Three visitors. We yeah. cleared a lot of that trail for you. <laughs> Or bring your dog, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I highly recommend that to anybody. If you if you have the chance, look at the conditions before you go because you're going to hit snow most times of the year up there. I think yeah. probably eight, nine months out of the year because, I mean, it's five to 8,000 feet just in that section up there. And so you're, you're pretty far up there, but it's some of those beautiful views you can do. It's a short uh, route as far as off-roading goes. Well, we not we high were risk. up there probably, what, four hours, four and a half hours, something like that? Yeah. And that was with stopping and, and cutting down trees and making fun videos and, and lumberjacking and, yeah. Yeah, so. if you just drove through, you'd probably only looking at like a two to three hour yeah. uh, per half section. So we only did half of section four, to be clear. So that's um, Kashmir, Washington, to Ardenbor, Washington, which is just... Uh, west of Eniat, which is the midway point between Wenatchee and Chelan. So, anyway, uh, yeah, highly recommend it. Um, it does bring me into our Carter Subaru tip of the day. Uh, this sort of annoyed me at the time. I get it, but that's why I'm bringing it up. So I went to, hey, did you know there's a car wash that, the, that you can manually do at the Brown Bear in Issaquah? No. I know. I had heard differently. No, I've been told multiple times that that does not exist. Me too. I was told it didn't exist as well. Obviously, you obviously you found out about it and you have a death wish. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> great. Super. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, don't take me down with you. Like I said, it was an accident. Okay. Yeah, that's a really great backstory. We will never tell. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so it does exist, um, but... It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's it very really nice. Is, it's yeah. actually really nice. Yeah. They have really nice uh, hot water there too. Yeah. But if you're going to be that guy who decides to do a two bucket wash at the drive at the car wash while there's a lineup of like six cars everyone thinks you're everyone Mm. there's a sign telling you not to do that but i'm telling you it's actually i'm fine with you doing that but the reason i'm fine with this because you need to get there at night don't do that at 6 p.m when there's a lineup of cars waiting for you who's all like mean mugging you because you're that um did somebody come say anything to him 
Uh, the the lot attendant there did twice. Yeah. Told him he needed to hurry up because he was blocking traffic. Full two bucket wash on a car at peak hours at the drive-through. We encourage two bucket watches. That's yes, it, but you're not supposed to do them there. You're, you're not really supposed not to do so. them there. Yeah. But actually, the thing is, is though, I, you're also not supposed to bring muddy cars. Yeah, <laughs> so, whatever, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I was giving it a pre-wash there, just because the, yeah. they have that warm power washer. But uh, I got there, and so like I said before, I'm okay with people doing that. It's just you got to respect other people's time around you. Like they, they tell you not to do that, they'll get after you for doing that. They may even kick you out if you're that guy. But just go there at night. I used to do this all the time in Kirkland when it was too cold at my house and the, the hypes would freeze. I had that steep driveway in Kirkland. So if I froze that, I was sliding through the garage. <laughs> that car just slides into <laughs> right. the garage when you're done. Yeah, yeah, so I'd go to the Brown Bear when it was too cold and I would just spray it off that way. But I'd go there at like 10, 11 at night when I'm the only person there. It's like having a giant time. shower stall and the steam. and It's very romantic. Yeah, I know yeah. <laughs> common sense and common courtesy shouldn't be tips of the week. But, uh, you know, what they say about common sense, it's not very common. So... Yeah, if you need to do that extra time, which we encourage you to do, it's the right way to wash your car, and you don't have the facilities at your house, which a lot of people don't, or it's uh, in some cities even against the law to wash your car in your own driveway because of the chemicals and soap, which is a whole nother issue that's not really real. But anyway. <laughs> uh, the things said on our right to supercars do not inform. No. Most soaps are no. biodegradable. Now there's laws against producing soaps that are harmful. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can go to you can go to the car wash. You can do that. You can do your full two bucket wash. Just do it late at night when nobody's around, and then you're fine. You won't be holding up the line of a bunch of people, and you can wash your car the right way without being a jerk. So, and if you own a car wash, somebody should put a car wash in with a lift. I'm just saying. Yeah, like. That would you? I mean, the line would be huge for it, but and hey, liability-wise, I think it would be tough. But I think it'd be a great idea. Stu's garage. Hey, Stu. I already talked to him, um, and and he was the same way. He's like, he's, they have an outdoor place where you can wash your car, but he doesn't have a lift. Yeah, some, I did talk to Stu. Yeah, that was the yeah. first person I talked to actually. Yeah, yeah we need to so, we need to make that happen. We need yeah. to go get to like a cheap two or two post lift that can get dirty and nasty because that's like the first thing when I build is Why I'm going to do. Just, we just buy one. We'll bolt it in Davis's backyard. I like that he, idea. He already has one in his garage. He doesn't. It's we, Seattle. We could probably just do it on the street. That's put a good a tent point. We'll put it. You have to <laughs> <laughs> put a tent over it. Okay, I got you. Drive an yeah. RV through it. They'll never move it. We have to be careful, though. They have a dog there, so we have to be careful. <laughs> it likes lumberjacks, too. <laughs> so, okay. I, okay, so I have to tell this story because it's funny. So we were up there, and I was dressed in full lumberjack. I don't think the video's been released yet. And and I'm down there with a machete, and I'm having fun. And, and with you, a machete. You know our friend Davis. He, he just got a, a new dog to him. They rested Arthur. it. Arthur. And Arthur, I don't know if Arthur had ever been to snow before because Arthur was going eight. <laughs> which was awesome. And he comes down with me and he sees me like hacking stuff and he thinks I'm like throwing stuff and I've got a machete in my hand and he wants to play and I've got a machete in my hand and I'm trying to like play with him and not like touch him with the machete. And then he looks and then I fake threw something to him and he, and he doesn't fall for it because he's smarter than me. And he's looking at me going, no, you didn't throw anything. And then he wants the machete. And I'm like, no, we can't do this. <laughs> I love your dog, Davis. I really do. But it was like, I was like, um, I don't want to do. I don't want to like, arm the dog. I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to give him the machete. He's already dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, Davis had fun. Matt, Matt was, I think it was the first time Matt saw snow, too. He was just running around with the dog. No. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we introduce our sure. today's guest? Yeah. Our, today, our guest today is Coley Tipton. And you are president of is IRDC. Correct. Which is the International Racing Drivers Club? Corporation? Yes. Club. International Club. Racing Drivers Club. And you've got a, quite the stable of cars, so you're active in the racing community. Uh, and you've been doing this since you could walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> long before, actually. Yeah, but long yeah. before you could walk, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think I actually attended my first IRDC race in 73, so I was two. And they started in 70. They're not... Yeah, it's 50 years yeah. this year. And now we know how old he is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> 49 years math. old. Hashtag math. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a fantastic organization. Yeah, tell me more about it, actually. What is IRDC versus, I mean, there's... It's important to get those acronyms right. right just yeah, so I'm good with acronyms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So IRDC is uh, a sister club. There's about six clubs, four actively putting on races, uh, one in Spokane, one just over the border in Canada, one in, in uh, Portland, and then one much further south in Oregon, and then there's IRDC. And we are fortunate enough to have two tracks at our disposal with Pacific Raceways in uh, the Ridge in Shelton. Yeah. So those are our two home tracks. We put on races at both two. Currently, we're putting on two races at Pacific and then one at Shelton at the end of the year. 
Um, we, we all are affiliate clubs of the International Conference of Sports Car Clubs, which is similar to SCCA. We just only cover the Northwest. Uh, okay. I was wondering what the difference was there. That makes sense. Yeah. So tell me how you got started. Like you said, you, you got into this before you could walk, basically. Yeah. So my parents both started autocrossing auto a Fiat Spider. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, when I was one. So I grew up in, uh, you know, I learned to walk in the parking lots of Boeing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and um, eh, I think 74, they started road racing with IRDC in the same Fiat Spider. And so I remember, uh, I don't know if I remember my first attended race, but I remember it being three and four at those races. And all the life-size Hot Wheels <laughs> running around. I was going to say, everybody yeah. else is like, I bought a Hot Wheel, and you're like, I went racing this weekend. <laughs> but and you're six. Uh-huh. It's like <laughs> Disneyland, please. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I grew up at the track, and uh, I mean, it was nothing to me to watch a big, wide fiberglass Corvette rumble by. I just, that was my place. That's where I belonged. And you got your start in carts, right? Yeah. So... Uh, there was one person in particular that convinced me to go karting. Maybe you've heard of him. His Mario. Paul Newman. Mario? Oh, Paul Newman. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Just him. Yeah. Yeah. Good so, salad dressing. So in 1983, <laughs> they came to town in Trans Am, right? Yeah. And so... Uh, he act, raced up here a lot, didn't he? He did race yeah. up yeah. here a lot. Yeah, he was a big Northwest guy. So uh, Trans Am came to town in 83, and they asked uh, a bunch of the local racers to volunteer, corner worker, whatever... And, of course, I think my dad volunteered me a summer vacation. So we went out there, and they stuck me on this gate because I was 12. Yeah. You man this gate. <laughs> Good well, luck. <laughs> that gate turned out to be where all the drivers came through. Yeah. So all weekend long, it's, you know, Elliot Forbes Robinson, David Hobbs, Willie T. Ribs, Paul Newman walking through this gate. And I started to build a rapport with him. And uh, Paul Newman happened to be pitted right behind me. So during the weekend, these drunk Kent Kentians? Kentians? Okay, Kentians, well, that's yeah. fine. Here. If that's not a term, it is now. Yep. Yeah. They thought, you know, I have a pit pass. Well, you don't. Yeah. But this 12-year-old isn't going to necessarily keep all of them back. Yeah. So every once in a while, Newman's crew would run up and save me and escort them back out into the paddock, yeah. right? So I started building a rapport with him. And Sunday morning before the Trans Am race, his car's behind the wall. They're working on the rear end or something. And I finally have help from another adult. So I'm just kind of standing there. <laughs> and someone taps me on the shoulder, and I turn around, and it's one of these mechanics that I've built a rapport with, and he goes, come here. Well, I'm a rule follower at this point in my life. So I'm doing I'm like, my job, sir. <laughs> I can't go in the pits. I'm 12. Yeah. It's 18. And he goes, he grabs my coat and pulls me into the pits. Congratulations. <laughs> I just added six years right. to you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wander around the front of this Nissan, yeah. and all of a sudden, this peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a Ziploc comes up in front of my face. So I'm like, oh, and I look, and it's Paul <laughs> handing me a sandwich. Have a seat. So I leaned against the car with him, and we ate, we ate lunch, and he told me, basically, he said, uh, don't wait as long as I did. Start racing whenever you can. There's go-karts. Go get one. So, like, I'm sorry you had that experience. A month later, I had <laughs> a go-kart. pay off for you. <laughs> yeah. So I bought myself one. Okay. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Yeah. Good job. <laughs> They're cheaper than you think these days. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you get those designer like peanut butters, though? I mean, $1,500? Yeah, exactly. I'll <laughs> tell you. So you went out and bought a car. Did you, did you buy one that, like brand new or did no. you? Okay. No, I paid like $1,500 for a $600 cart. Okay. Because none of us, <laughs> okay. my dad and I didn't know anything about carts. I, I bought an a old, old worn out Emic and it never held together. I never finished three heats in a weekend. <laughs> Something would fall off. <laughs> but. I think it was beneficial to me. I actually. don't think people realize how expensive karting is. Oh, it's and, and like, everybody <laughs> yeah. goes, oh, it's a go-kart. It's cheap. No, your Kmart go-karts are cheap. No, when you're actually karting, it's, a, it's, it's an expensive hobby. Yeah. It's like going racing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bought another kart, a Rotax, in 2001 for some cheap I'm making air quotes. Oh, yeah. yeah and they, qu tried, they tried <laughs> to do the Rotax. <laughs> I'm making air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They tried to do the spec class with Rotax, which was a great idea it at was. the time. Yeah. And, and it just, man, I wish they would have, because like you said before, I used to work in the karting center during the time. I used to sell Rotax and Cali Kart and all those other ones. And, uh, um, Man, like we always we used to joke at the motorcycle shop. It was like you had the guys that spent the most amount of money, and you had your dirt bike guys at the bottom who were still spending a mountain of money, your Harley guys, your road race guys, because they usually had two or three bikes that were broken all the time. And then you had your cart guys. 
which were like, they'd pull up in a trailer that you thought was going to be hauling a Ferrari. But no, it was like five carts. And it was like, nope, it's because when that one breaks and that one breaks and that one breaks and that one breaks, I'll still have that one. Not if, but when. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but okay. when. And, sure. you know, it's like, yeah, you know, it's fine. It runs to 19,000 RPMs at full throttle for one heat, pulls three Gs in every corner and smokes a set of tires every lap. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, not. It's not cheap. <laughs> no. If you haven't uh, gone on YouTube and looked up karting and look up true karting. Yeah, shifter karts. Shifter karts. Go look them up. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, I mean, like. It's a little intimidating to sit in a desk chair and watch somebody race. You're like, um, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. So, 90 degree turner at 60 miles an hour, no problem. And that, Three will, broken that will lead to the shifter cart <laughs> crash videos. Watch those two. Oh, <laughs> those are terrifying. I have one. Well, oh, yeah. I don't have one of those. Yes. <laughs> I got you, you done, did one of those. <laughs> so, when I was 13 and started karting, uh, back in those days, you could join the you waited from when you were 12 to 13. Good, you. Paul Newman told 12. you to get into no, it I was now. 12. Stop. You lied. <laughs> I did. Don't tell Your him. Your math doesn't make sense. <laughs> the salad dressing guy told you to get into racing. <laughs> God. This is why we don't have nice things. Okay. I might have misspoke. Sorry. I know. I'm yeah, not I, good at I, math. I drive race cars. I, what's bad? I'm not either. So, okay. Continue. Every lap, I'm like, this must be the last lap. Exactly. Am I winning? <laughs> You're not on the track. <laughs> Yeah. Back then, you could join PSGKA, Puget Sound Go-Karting Association, get a key to their track out in Spanaway, and show mm-hmm. up anytime you want. Well, as long as it was with not a quiet, quiet day. Or yeah. Whatever. So that's what I had done when I got my card. I did three or four test sessions, and then somebody said, are you doing the Marysville Street Race? The what? <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Racing past the high school? Name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we signed up, and it literally was past the high school, around taco time, through the park, turn at the bank, and then back, right? It was downtown Mary's. And so we signed up at the last minute, which was your qualifying spot. So they backed us all into the curb, and I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm 12. Good. Yeah. See, we're learning. And the oldest (laughs) oldest in that group was maybe 16, so. Mm. And so I remember wandering around clueless, and I have an old cart and a milk crate. Those are my spare parts. Mm. And I'm asking people, "What, what gear? And everyone's like, well, you want a 72 sprocket or a 71 sprocket. <laughs> I have one. One, <laughs> two, three, four. Yeah. I have one sprocket, and it's a 67. So that's oh, what we're using. Yeah. Well, it turned out to be perfect because I'd launch off the corner. Mm-hmm. Every, every corner was the same. 90 degree, miss the curb, right? <laughs> Don't hit the sidewalk on the other side. Move left and pass five people. And then one would get you back. You'd move back in line and turn. Yeah. And then I'd get my torque from my 70, my 67 sprocket, past five people, and I went from 49th to 9th, I think my dad said. That's a lot of cards. So here I am. <laughs> I'm 12. This is my first race. I'm passing people like I'm standing still, and I'm heading down the straightaway into the chicane by the bank, and I see the nose of another cart. I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I just passed all you. You're not getting back. Bye. <laughs> well, nobody had explained shifter carts to me. <laughs> they have <Aww>. three brakes. <laughs> Ah. So I waited for his nose to disappear, and I hit the brakes and absolutely clouded the tire wall. (laughs) Flew out of the cart, hit a chain link fence. (laughs) My day was over. (laughs) Was that the first time you were ever in a cart? First race. You had gone out and practiced. Yeah, I had practiced. But before that, had you had any time behind the wheel? Not in a race. Yeah. So So I learned a valuable lesson. You got intimidated by a salad dressing guy, and then it's like, I'm going to go racing. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> bad bad choices. Okay. I'd no. say those are great choices, honestly. Yeah, I don't see the problem. So that's how we get stories like this. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Let's yeah. take our first break. We'll get more stories when we come right back. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back from that transition. Wow. (laughs) Nice transition, guys. Thanks. Nice transition. I mean, it felt felt seamless. It really did. (laughs) It really did, yeah. Yeah. So you went from, did you go from open wheel to open wheel? Because it says uh, Formula Fords in 89. Yeah. So it's actually a pretty natural transition for good according to... You'd, to open wheel. Yeah, you'd think, but in a cart, I remember this vividly. In a cart, you see your feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you get in a formula car and you see the steering wheel. That's it. 
Yeah, you're just so, shoved in this so little tiny little box. You start drafting someone, and you're like, mm, I don't know where my feet are. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you pull out way too Did soon you and lose your feet. Work? Lose your draft. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so it is a it is a natural transition, but it's still spooky. I don't think I've ever heard that, and that's a really good point. Like the fact that's that's interesting. Okay, that's what I remember about it. So how did you make the jump? Because I mean, that's not that's not small money. That's not a small thing to get into Formula Ford. So that's a big jump from like amateur kart racing and getting your feet wet and then going in and not seeing your feet. Well, and again, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's good. Um, I blame, you know, still blame my dad, right? Because uh, this whole time I'm racing carts, he, he went from a Fiat Spider to a Formula V. Okay. Uh, and then... That's, uh, that's goose racing where you race in the shape of a V. Right, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Mighty it. Ducks, I've seen Mighty it. Mighty Ducks, good. I got it. Flying yeah. V. That's a flying V. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And so, uh, and then he moved on, I, some more Fiats, and then uh, we decided Formula Ford. So he bought one, I was like 17 and a half, we got, we got one. And so I started racing it, and uh, it was a pile. Were you both <laughs> racing? Was he racing at the time too? Yeah, so we have a novice program that allows you to run on Saturdays and get work towards your senior license, and so he can res- race on Sundays. Oh, cool. So we were sharing the car, and I was just getting my feet wet, basically. That sounds like a really good time, especially, yeah. you know, doing it with your dad. Yeah. yeah. It was it was fun. Good memories. And then uh, you'd start racing Sundays uh, as an area driver. You you can race on Saturday novice, and then Sunday you still got this big low orange sticker on the back of your car to let everyone know that you're going to make a stupid choice at some point during the race. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Those new driver pads from BC. You didn't have yeah. one of those on the back of your carts? No, well, oh, okay. yeah, you do. You have an no, orange no, orange plate. Yeah, orange plate. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. So, uh, how did you make? I mean, what else do you do? Is this your full time? Yes, I'm a pro driver. <laughs> no, no, I work. It's a pathological for, liar is what. But it is. I mean, what, what did you what did you do in offset to racing? I guess getting to know you. Like, how did you how did you work all this with your career? Because you're you're not you're very busy in the in the driving scene. Yeah, I'd say that. Uh, you know, I went to Wazoo. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, got my uh, racing license while I was in school. I drove back and forth repeatedly to get that done. And uh, and then um, after I got out of school, I, I graduated in landscape architecture, and I tried that for a while. Huh. Tried to run a company, and turns out customers are jerks. So <laughs> <laughs> the I mass population <laughs> sucks. Yeah, exactly. In this area, yeah. by the way. <laughs> and so then I threw in the towel, and I went to a company called Packar. And I've been there oh, yeah, yeah. 24 years next week. Yep. So. Big heavy trucks and auto parts stores. Well, we used to have auto parts. We yeah. used to be Al's Auto. We sold that off. So now we're mostly Kenworth and Peterbilt. I was working at Al's when they tr- uh, sold it off to You're trucks. the guy that gave me the wrong fan belt. That's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the guy that Packar let come up and get behind the wheel of a semi and drive laps around their track on their <laughs> up open. Up in Mount Vernon? Oh, my God. How fun. fun is that? Well, as somebody who had never driven a semi before and hasn't since, it was a lot of fun. It was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a lot, a lot of fun. I've done that a few times. Like, yeah, I mean, it, we got a tour of the whole facility, and they're like, hey, would you like to drive a truck? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> we're big fans. We got a lot of yep. trucker listeners. Yeah. So. How fast can I go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that was fun. <laughs> I, I'm going to be, I'm not going to lie. I got behind there and I'm, I'm like, can we turn on the stereo? He's like, no. I'm like, okay, well, eastbound and down's in my head no matter what. <laughs> well, and that's, that's a good point because it's an interesting, we mentioned the Formula Ford, you can't see your feet. I got in a European cab over yeah. up there and drove it. And it's a very uneasy feeling. There's something about looking out at a, a 379 hood and seeing it for miles and then you look out the window of a European cab over. It's like, where, what? Yeah, you yeah, you're like, there's a bumper. <laughs> looking straight down at it. Well, we, we had gone up there because Packard had contacted us through Exotics at Reven Town Center. You guys, they had started to paint, Kenworth or somebody painted a truck like Lamborghini Orange or something like that. Oh. And so we got an invite to come up there. When, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So. I get cool. it. Yeah. Well, you say the industry then. That's because, I mean, it's kind of funny how it no matter. Single-handedly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. It's a lot of landscaping in the back of trucks. <laughs> yes. Right. Especially design-wise. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no matter if you're doing heavy trucks or whatever, if you're in the automotive industry, it's funny how that crosses over no matter what you do. I've noticed, uh, we've, I've talked to a lot of people from Packard and even Boeing. If you're in the, any kind of engineering industry or automotive industry or anything like that, all those guys are car guys through and through. That's true. Yeah. There's a lot of car guys. 
Yeah. At, at well, work. Especially from the engineering side, it's like they get, they're they at work and they're engineering all day and then they come home and build their own parts or they're designing, and which is really cool, especially with the Boeing stuff. I mean, we've seen a, a bunch of the Packard guys, but the yeah, Boeing those guys, guys really fly. It's like, <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. I don't get it. <laughs> to South Carolina. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Sorry. No, Sorry, the, Boeing friends. The governor, the governor said they're not allowed to leave, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, it's fine then. It's all been solved. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So you're doing Beamers now, though. You've had a ton of cars. Let's, let's talk about more about your cars before we jump into what you're doing now. What kind of car? What, what have you been your favorites? Is there one you've sold that you regret? Let's start with that. Uh, yeah. I had a Mark I uh, Ford Capri. Oh, cool. Okay, uh, yeah. I, I kind of oh, miss yeah. that thing. And, and, and the value now, right? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh, I've had a few of those. You're the only one to ever do that. So right. No, fine. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm in a book somewhere. Yeah. Um, you're in a lot of books. I beat the sh- car so it's probably okay <laughs> <laughs> i jumped it somewhere on capitol hill nice. knocked the oil pan off towed it home fixed it, <laughs> it was, yeah that car took a beating uh no that's about it i don't sell cars <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you have how many now i have nine uh <laughs> no eight i don't think an enclosed trailer counts as a car i had to put tabs on it but it doesn't count <laughs> yeah but you uh speaking of the man that got you into racing you uh, kind of got into his his cars. He not made nec- me. He made me love Datsuns. That's for sure. It's hard not to. No, yeah, yeah they're when awesome you, cars. When you look at the racing history, especially what he did with it, and now what Corolla Mark Corolla owns most oh, of his cars yeah. and his racing comes yep. to this day. But yeah. yeah, but you have a you have a 240Z, right? Three of them. So they're all 240Zs: a 71, 72, and 73. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's like and leaving they, it so, off a list. So what happens if you put it in the garage and turn and you don't leave a nightlight on? Yeah. You come out in the morning and there's another one. Oh, they mate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that keeps happening. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I mean <laughs> It's not bad. No. Have you seen what they're selling for though? No. Uh are they hard to find? Not junky ones. Well <laughs> Okay. But you know, bring a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. They've had a they've had one in particular I remember. It was kind of a barn find low miles, three hundred ten thousand. For a Datsun 240Z. That's insane. I love them, but 310 grand? Yeah, and then a bunch in the twos, and then just a plethora, a little over one. It's like, what? Yeah. How long have you owned yours? Because uh, some of them are as old as you. Well, right. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. the point. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had a buddy building one, and it had primer on it, and I really I helped him a few times, and then he mentioned he was going to sell it. I'm like, give it. Yeah. Let's, I got this. So I bought it from him. And I started working on it and putting it together. And one of my managers at work was like, you shouldn't drive that if you want to be successful here. You need something. I'm like, oh, whatever. So I, I put it in the garage and bought a Beamer, right? Okay. So I start working on this car. And one day I see an ad for fenders and doors in Puyallup. So I went there. And the guy throws open the door and there's this beautiful barn fine orange one sitting there. I'm like, hmm. I would like all of the fenders <laughs> and doors <laughs> off of that. And nice. maybe the frame. It's one of these deals. I'm like, there's a story on this one. Yeah. He goes, well, I bought it to you know, blah, blah, blah. But I'd sell it, but I know what I have. Oh, oh do you? yeah. And okay, at this good. point, you can't buy a, a good running 240Z for under six, right? I'm like, well, that's okay. So he knows what he's got. So we look at the fenders and stuff. I said, no, seriously, what would you take for this? And he goes, well... You know, it'd have to be 1800 to 2000 I said, so 1800 <laughs> I'm not going to offer you two on that statement. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. You obviously know what you have here. So uh, <laughs> I was there half an hour later with a trailer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Ignore the shaking hand. It, it, it means you're, you're getting the best of me. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and so I brought that one home. And then I thought, well, Sovereign's going to make Dotson's legal. I'll take the black one, the primer one, mm-hmm. and I'll strip it. And it's that's what I did. I waited. I waited. Sovereign finally made it legal, and then I just walked into this ridiculous deal for the 73 that already had a cage. It already had the coilovers on it. It already had a fuel cell mounted in it. I'm like, yeah, okay. Nice. <laughs> so I bought that. Are you racing it. original trans and, and yeah. engine? Okay. Yeah. It'd yeah be cool. One of the nicest cars, when, we when Nick and I were volunteering with Exotics, I think one of the nicest cars we ever had consistently come in was that Silver Z. And it's, uh, of all cars... I think that's the nicest car we've ever had come in consistently. It looks like it, like, better than new. And it, I'm like, did you trailer it here and push it in? Because it looks like it's never been driven. It's perfect. Local? Yeah. Out of Bellevue? Uh, no. I don't know where it's okay. at, but I mean, it's... 
Uh, you it was can't always miss fun it. to watch it pull in, and then people would sit there and argue with people about if it was a Nissan or a Datsun or, uh, or the, the comparison or how that worked. Yeah. It's fun. So my Zs, I call them my man magnets. You can't go anywhere <laughs> without getting hit on by a guy. It's like, <laughs> I had one in college. I yeah. don't care, man. Yes. <laughs> I don't care. I have, I have that problem with the Triumph. People will pull me over like, I used to own one of those. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And the reason you cut me off was? Cool story, bro. Yeah, cool story, bro. <laughs> yes, yeah. 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 Dan That's, had that with the Corvette. That was the Corvette yeah, to a T. Yeah. Some dude with no sleeves who had his 84. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at this tat I just got. Yeah. <laughs> the blood's fresh. With the, with the, yeah. The C4 Corvette yeah, emblem absolutely. in, in yeah, the yeah. bicep. Uh, what are you yeah. driving now? This old motorhome. I live yeah. over there. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I live in a van down by the river. Yeah. But he still had the necklace. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The gold chain that's wearing off, yeah. Green. Green. <laughs> yeah. That's real gold. It just doesn't look like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So then, I mean, we've got the Dotsons. We've got a Porsche 944. Woohoo! Yeah. Anyone want that? <laughs> no. No. He's had one. Wow. <laughs> that escalated quickly. I love them. Love them, but no. Mini right. Cooper S. Yeah, that's my commuter. Okay. Uh, Ford F250. That's, a, that's your tow car. Got to drag things around. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then a lot of pit bikes go... Oh, gold carts. What are gold carts? Oh, did it do that to me again? <laughs> I still I still got the Rotax. Yeah. That's good. It's cool. hanging on the wall. It makes a good trophy. It's a nice cart, though. Well, I, it's a track magic because Memo Gidley. Yeah. I was like, well, if he, yeah, I got to yeah. have a track. No. That's, that was a bad choice. No. <laughs> They're fun to drive. I used to drive around Port, uh, PIR for the fun of it when we were oh, do the track down there. It it's a just, hoot. Yeah, it's a riot to drive. I don't, I don't go karting with Dan because he runs me off the track, and then I get black flag for some reason. Well, so the it whole Rotex. <laughs> so it happened 100% of the time. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm not the, bitter about that. I mean, the Rotex thing was cool, right? Yeah. I mean, they had a – if you qualified in your area, mm-hmm. you'd go to the national, and then they'd pay to send you to – Indonesia, yeah, for the finals. Yeah, Jakarta, I think it was. And but, I mean, you can probably tell I'm not 110 pounds. You're built for speed, right? So I was in the heavy class, (laughs) (laughs) but they didn't want to call it. They called it masters. (laughs) And so halfway through the season, I'm leading, but all the international guys, which is a way another way to say lightweight, skinny, skinny, yeah, Yeah, they look like horse jockeys. The guys that were in the back half of the field put on the 50 pounds of lead at the bottom of their chassis and came and raced with the Masters and started pushing us off the track. Oh. <laughs> every every heat, bonk, knock the chain off and flying into the mud. Oh. So, <laughs> so I, it became a sour issue, and I didn't go back. You'd think that'd be reversed. Like, the last thing you want to do is bump a, a heavy guy off the track. Like, fine, you want to play that game? <laughs> oh, Here yeah. we come. There was some discussions. <laughs> Have you heard of inertia? <laughs> <laughs> no, the discussions always happen back at the paddock. Oh, yeah. 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 Let me bring you up to my level. Yeah. So the the most recent stuff though, uh, the Pro Three race car. That's the one we've got an awesome photo from Carl. I'm yeah, post that. Carl's something. And you still have the one of the Formula Fords. The I Van still Demon. have a Van Diemen Formula Ford. Um, it's a. I mean, you can't. There's not much better to drive than a f- open wheel car, right? But that class is starting to die in the Northwest. You know, we used to have 40 car fields, and we six. So wow. I didn't realize it had shrunk that much. Um, yeah, it's bad. And I was watching, the whole time I was watching the Pro 3 guys, and they get out of the car after a hard battle, and they hug. It's like, what's happening over here? <laughs> right? And they just looked like they were having a hoot. So uh, that's, uh, that's how I kind of ended. I sort of gravitated that direction. Is that more or less money involved, do you think? They're very comparable. Yeah. I was going to say, because racing, well, especially E30s, because E30s are seriously high demand. Yeah. Across the it's board. It's a cult classic. Yeah, all huge. Sudden. It's a cult classic. Like if you looked at, speaking of prices that have skyrocketed, <laughs> E30 M3s are through the roof. You can't touch them. Yeah. yeah I but, mean, I can't. But even an E30 318 is through the roof now. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're crazy. You used to be able to buy donor cars for a thousand bucks for yeah. the fenders and the doors. It's 6,000 for a Jeep. donor car. Yeah. yeah. Something. <laughs> so you don't bend your fenders anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, no rubbing's racing. No rubbing's racing. <laughs> don't hit me. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. <laughs> yeah. yeah <exactly. laughs> Yeah, <laughs> putting those uh, those rubber trim things all the way around the car for <laughs> racing. Big wide ones, with yeah, the six <laughs> inch with yeah. the yellow stripes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, you just buy those cheap rafts from like Kmart, and you just duct tape them to the side. It's right. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. Right. Yeah. So, how often do you guys race anyway? So we have ten, ten to twelve, fourteen something race weekends a year. Okay. Um, and and then a lot of those are double weekends. So it's like 20, 20 races per season. 
And, uh, you know, not all of them count. Only a certain number of races at each track count. So we have a point system and tally it up. And at the end, you see who has the bigger trophy. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. Yes. Well, no comment. Uh, exactly. Gee, gee you're single. There. That's weird. All these cars. Um, yeah. Kindred spirit. Was, weird. Yeah, weird. Yeah. It's hard to understand. I don't get it. Yeah. Exactly. How many Legos do you have? Yeah, exactly. Don't answer that question. I won't. It'll be a guilt trip towards me. So, well, I mean, so what's what's on the list? Like, I mean, obviously, as the garage grows, um, what 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 would you like? To, would you like to have more of the Datsun race cars? Would you, is there something that you'd like to race? <laughs> okay. I mean, I, yeah, I'm done collecting Datsuns. I have three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm seriously considering turning one into a safari kind of build. Oh, that'd be get cool. it up that'd in the fun. air and put the rack on top. It was either that or the Porsche, but I just don't love the Porsche. It's not. It's just not my. Why'd you buy it? It's a good question. Good question. <laughs> okay. It's a good question. It's yeah. a good looking car. It's kind of an icon from the oh, era. Yeah, what mean, year is yours, by the way? 87. Okay. So you've got the, at least the nicer one of the. Yeah. It's of, pretty, and it's a very clean. The interior is immaculate. It's good looking red Porsche. It's supposed to do. Super comfortable. Do car. what it did. Do. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think I have a problem when I have friends that say, I'm selling my. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't finish the sentence. How much money would you like? <laughs> Yeah. So That's normally I, me. I'm just out of cars. Mm-hmm. So I ended up with it. But it's weird, that car. Like, you get as far back as you can, and the vi- sun visor's still right right off your forehead. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm always doing this. I don't like it. So I'll probably sell it. But uh, I think the dots, one of the Datsuns will be a Safari. One will be a clean, mildly modded car, and then the race car. Because everyone needs three. Race cars. That's a great way to go, actually. Kind of. If they're all different race cars. Yeah. It would be one thing if you had, like, three Mustangs or three whatever. But if you have three different kinds of race cars. Fenders. Like, no fenders. Vintage. Yeah. yeah. So you got, then you can race all year long. Right. <laughs> Easily. And you can get invited to Laguna many times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you need to get at least a, a vintage no fenders, a vintage with fenders. You need well, so the <laughs> Formula Ford is both. Oh, that's true. I okay. can run vintage now. That's Okay. Fair enough. Nice. And nice. I have had some... Fun out there. Good fun. Okay. I think it's time for you to get into off road. Just saying. Yeah. You got well, the F250. Yeah. You, you go. got the F250 there, there. Oh, no, that's a big, heavy 7.3. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Oof. Oh, 7.3s. Yeah, that's a big beast. It's <laughs> a beast. I used to have one of those. Did you? Yeah. Lifted Usually, 37s. Great yeah. gas mileage. Oh, yeah. Feet. Yeah. Feet to the gallon. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> Feet. No, I, I think I get 18. Oh, oh wow. man, yeah, mine was all lifted. And oh. <laughs> got the, Usually you get to the top of the pass, and then you call your buddies, where are you? Okay, I'll pull over and wait Yeah. <laughs> as they sneak up on the with the 350. I'm going to coast to the down to the bottom, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right on. So what's next, then, for racing? We talked about cars. What's next in racing? Well, so the first season of Pro 3, I managed to finish second overall. I, it, it, gave me, it gave me a little fire. Oh, yeah? I wouldn't mind that top spot. Uh, was shooting for it for 2020, but then this uh, virus? Never heard of it, huh? Yeah, came out and uh, gave us a run for our money. Yeah. And as uh, you know, current president of the club, that was frightening. Yeah. Keeping w- the club alive through this. And now the automotive market seems to be through the roof. Everybody's picking up everything collectible now. It's like yeah. the trailer went through the roof. Everybody got stuck at home, and they're like, I want a project. <laughs> click, Bye. Click. Bye. Yeah. So, and then our stock at work is going crazy. So I think we're all, we're, we're going to all survive it. We just have to, Yeah. you know, we weren't allowed to have our May race. The track wasn't allowed to be open. So yeah. it's probably a blessing. We probably would have lost money. But uh, our July race was fantastic. Lots of entrants. And so hopefully next year. Yeah, I'm hoping. People had time, like you said, to work on their cars finally. It's, well, yeah. I think in May there was enough fear that people wouldn't have come. Yeah. Right? But by July, people were like, okay, so if I wear a mask and I stay Please six let feet, me yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> let me get out of the yeah. house. Yeah. So it was pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say every Avance event they've had has just been, they sell out instantly. And they're having to cap, uh, not because of even COVID, the people are pretty good about distancing at the events because they're car events. You know, you know, it's easy to stay distant. But, like, they're just running out of room for people. Everybody's been stuck at home dying to go out and do something. So car events have really started to pick up yeah. in attendance anyway. I was surprised or disappointed, I guess, that the E30 picnic got canceled because I think it would have been huge. Yeah. Because well, people are desperate. I think next year it'll be even bigger. Though. Oh, it'll be massive. Yeah, assuming it'll we ever massive. get out of the house again. 
Yeah. Hold, hold it in Idaho. We can tell you from experience that holding any event in Idaho, no problem. <laughs> Idaho or Montana. Or Montana. Yeah. 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 Not Oregon, though. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not Oregon. No. Nothing with Oregon. What's your favorite track so far? Have you, you've, you said you've done Laguna. You've, where you've been around, obviously. You look like a guy that gets around. Yeah. Wow. Track to track. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I haven't driven Laguna. My lap around Laguna was in the back seat of a 16-passenger van at speed. That could also be thrilling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Corkscrew. Yeah. Woo! That's behind, a lot of weight. Behind the rear axle. Okay. Woo! Yeah, exactly. so, but That's not the right line. <laughs> start praying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, no, so I've, I've run Thunder Hill's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, Shelton. We're pretty lucky up here in the Northwest, honestly. Yep. Yeah. And Shelton, getting luckier with more Shelton traction Shelton and built. Pacific and uh, Portland. I'm not that – I'm just not that good at Portland. I mean, uh, I'm right there, but I'm not – I don't know what it is about that track. It's just – there's – it feels like you can make some bad mistakes. Fair enough. So I'm careful, and careful <laughs> doesn't doesn't Win races. get the yeah. top spot on the podium. But exactly. at Pacific and the Ridge, uh, I, f- I feel like I got them down. Being, with, being who your mentor is in this racing industry in, in the Dotsons, have you gone to the East Coast and uh, taken the cars there and raced at all? No, I haven't raced on the East Coast. I'm okay. not a huge road trip fan. Okay. So the thought of driving five days just... That's fair. You're just driving the wrong way. Well, if only you worked in an in a industry where people could ship cars <laughs> right. with right. powerful vehicles. I, I don't know. I'm just... There's an idea here, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I had this, uh, oh, we'll, we'll call her a girlfriend. She lived, okay. We lived together for a while. And she, was, she worked for a, mass, a massive uh, shipping company. And she would send me pictures all the time from, it was, she was office at SeaTac. Right across the way was the warehouse where the plane would get loaded, right? And, Do you know these cars? I'm like, yeah, I know those cars. Sitting on pallets, right? Heading to Europe. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I know those cars. And so the cost, well, I probably shouldn't give away any secrets. It was much cheaper with a connection yeah. to oh, get yeah. to Europe. And I should have taken advantage of it, but I didn't. We, we, had, we knew some people that did ship some very expensive cars, a car that broke the world record. And what it cost to ship it back over to Europe for uh, the rally was phenomenal. I mean, just... Yearly salaries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> times two. It's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I get it. But still, that's, I mean, which amazes me. I mean, you know, and one of the best things, I love, I love it when, like, you, you get the, the people that work in the, in the shipping industry, they'll take photos, like, you know, like the first car will come off a pallet, like Pagani's or Koenigsegg's or LaFerrari's, yeah. and you look at it and you go, and in my mind, I'm always like, I'm like, really, that's, that's how they shipped it? Like, it's, it's on a metal platter, and it's, like, barely strapped down, and it's a $3 million car? I'm like, okay, like, but that's why they cost so much, so, yeah. Yeah. So now you've been doing this a long time, and you started since you were just a baby, um, coming up now, do you? What's the best way for somebody to get into racing if they want to go join you guys? Yeah, that's uh, it's tough, right? Because if you go play tennis with your friend and then they, oh, I like tennis. You Google tennis club and you can find thirty, right? Yeah. But when I tell people I race cars, they look at me like I got two heads. Yeah. They're like, like where well, do you do When are you on TV? I'm like, I'm not on TV. Let's <laughs> just local amateur. We have tracks. Like <laughs> nobody knows. I mean, so have you don't want those, you don't want those people right, at the racetrack. That's a fair yeah, point. Okay. <laughs> but um, if you know the car community is huge, I have to imagine even the guys at autocross and the guys that go to car shows and the guys at track day, they know the tracks are there, but even even they don't always know that our club exists. Yeah. Right. So there's so many fantastic resources. We got a performance driving school with Don Kitch. He is a huge fan of our racing organizations. He's a wealth of information. We have our own websites for conference and IRDC, and even Pro3 has a website. Any of those people associated with all those, including myself, you could email me. Um, if you really wanted to get racing, we can help. Like, it's just He's got a lot of cars. I mean, It's just, not yeah. that hard. Yeah. Send him an email, grab some peas, good to go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people think it has to be expensive, but it doesn't. No, it's I say racing is as expensive as you want it to be. Right. You can you can go out and buy a three thousand dollar cage Dark Seven and have a hoot for years. You don't have to Dark Seven, but yeah. I mean, you don't have to have a Corvette swap in it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You don't have to start with a Corvette, and and actually, I think you become a better driver if you start with a momentum car anyway. Yeah, Miatas. Yeah, a Miata is a, a great start. <laughs> Get a gen. You know, you're talking nine thousand now, average six to nine to ten yep. for a Miata, and that's it's a fair deal. Mm-hmm. Well, they they're pretty bulletproof. Oh yeah, 
That seems to be the consistent answer for everybody. Why don't I want to start? Get a Miata. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Easy you're gonna cage. you're gonna double the cost for a Pro Three car, but still a momentum car. You're gonna learn a lot. Yeah. You see these guys get you know come out with a Viper or a Ferrari or a Vet, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're fast. Try that. Yeah. yeah. See, see how if fast you're still, you really are. See if you're still winning. Those are the ones I love when when people in like vintage or, or momentum cars pass them. It's like, yeah, well, great, your car's fast, but you don't have yeah. to brake, you don't know how to how to apex, and the well, the cars the, doing all the work. Braking's important, right? I mean, learning when to brake is oh, important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> staying on the black part. Yeah, exactly. yeah, <laughs> especially uh, in karting. The true tell is uh, the endurance racing. We just got back two weeks ago. The season ended in an endurance race, and you'll see the guys come out that are winners in the high performance cars right and they get in a car with a bunch of miata drivers and they're like why am i not fastest because they can drive a car like you can't believe you're not skilled <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> your car is doing more than you know yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's always eye-opening when you jump from a car even just the same car but different generations like i've driven various corvettes over the years and 911s and things like that and how different they are and how much worse of a driver i become the newer they get because <laughs> i'm We've the car, the car's doing a lot of the work. Yeah, we've right? talked about this before. It's like once you're like just out of the apex on most new all-wheel drive cars, it's just point and shoot yeah. on the street. I mean, it's just like get pointed in this, the you know, stability control, the traction control, the limited slip, all that's going to figure it out for you. You do that in an old car, even an old Miata or something. Like all of a sudden, you're pointing sideways and you're sliding through the corner. And you're like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. <laughs> why is the front? Why is the back end in front of me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is not supposed to be happening. Yeah. Nice. I'm not a fan. Like, if I won the lottery, I'd need a huge garage because there'd be so many old cars. You don't need a huge garage now? <laughs> well, I kind of Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying yeah, okay, is yeah. there would be no new yeah. There'd be no new technology in there. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of cars that help you drive. You're just, you're disconnected from them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, you know, truth, and truthfully, the newer cars, what it takes, you pop the, the engine, you know, especially... You know, it's plastic. It's all covered. And yeah. you, can't, you can't get to it. It's all computer. But the simplicity of a vintage car and the fact that you know, you know exactly where the fuel line is, the yeah. throttle, you know, it's simple. So Yeah. 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 Tuning yeah. a carb is never simple. No, no, no. That's the one thing I, I will never be able to do. <laughs> no. It's uh, hard enough on a single one yeah. with a dirt bike. But yeah. I'd rather have to tune the car with a screwdriver than a laptop. This is true. For me. Screwdrivers are a lot cheaper, too. What? And you can be drinking a you screwdriver can get while using the screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can get them wet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I dropped my laptop in the oil. Shoot. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, I've talked about that before. It's the one thing I can't do on my car. Like The guy that, d that tunes my Weber carbs does it with a stethoscope. And I'm like, I don't understand how you do it, period, let alone with a stethoscope. Like, so, yeah. 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 I've heard that and seen that. If you see, uh, sinking carbs always just blows my mind. You've got mm -hmm. the merc mercury floats up on there. And you're yeah. getting, you're yep. Getting all vacuum got one sinked. of those. Yeah. See, I've seen him do it once on a Countach, the early Countach. There's only a few people that still even do it. Yeah, but to be fair, I don't think those, the, when they left the factory, those were synced. They weren't. No, nothing <laughs> so, works. Yeah. Nothing they're works close. Yeah, yeah. Close. Yeah. close enough. Close Does enough. Idle? Send it. Yeah. That was early Lamborghini. Yeah. But uh, yeah, good stuff. Anyway, let's take a second break and we'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. So and that's we're the back. Best joke I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> just to give context, I'm not going to tell the joke, but we were laughing about the videos people send you through TikTok where you're like, what the, why me? <laughs> why, of all the things on TikTok, why would you send that to me? So, yeah. Maybe it says a lot about my character. I don't yep. know. Thanks, Lots Trevor. of puppies. <laughs> yeah, Trevor, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about and what video it is. So, yeah, yeah. Tell you. Our listeners are fun. Mm, there's something. <laughs> Takes a special type of group to listen to people like us. <laughs> so, yeah. You understand. I do. You do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We were laughing on the, on the break. But, uh, I mean, what else do you, I mean, besides your work and, and race cars, anything else in your life? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? If you grow up. If. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I discovered welding. Did you? Oh, that's a yeah. cool thing. So, How's that going? Well, I'm not that good. Oh, nobody <laughs> is. I mean, so, I tried once. Yeah. It did not go well. It's, it's, it's supposed to be easy. 
<laughs> yeah, right. The MIG yeah. is supposed to make it easy, and then you weld two parts together, and you're like, look what I... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> look how easy these two parts come apart now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Look what I made. <laughs> two become one, become two. Yeah. I... Are you, are, you, are, you, are you learning to, to be able to fix race cars, things like that? Be able to weld your own things? No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to weld anything that goes a hundred and something. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how to weld. I don't trust my welds. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I'd like to build. I have this. Uh, I don't have the sleeve to mm-hmm. show it, but I, I do love rat rods. I'd oh, like cool. to start building some rat rods, something special. Yeah. But they'd all have a, a Formula One theme, maybe. Oh, cool. Like try That'd be cool. and join the two worlds. So I'm just working towards that, knowledge-wise. I was looking at some rat rods that came out of uh, California. I think they're rat rods to the point where they're like they're really old, rusty, and they've got these giant wheels on the side, and like they're literally sitting like inches off the ground, no suspension. Well, they're bagged. Yeah, they got to be bagged. They're no? not. These, they're they not even they bagged. weren't bagged, and that oh, was what I was looking at. I'm going. I'm going. So what? You roll it out of your driveway? Like there's no there's no road in. I mean, momentum and skid plates. Like not even not even salt flats. Are you going to be able to drive that on? It was just ridiculous. No, that's weird. No, that's what I that's what I thought too. I was like, oh, there's got to be bags. Like there's there's lift. Nope, no bags. Nope, just stainless steel skid plates and momentum. That's it. And who doesn't need a good shop truck? Right, patinaed shop truck. Yeah, that that says like Cobra with an eight ball on the side or something. Have you seen Keith Northrup? Northrup Fab. I think so. Coolest shop truck in the world is Trophy Rat. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's, he did all the, uh, uh, almost basically all the metal work for Drivers Club, actually. Oh, okay. Everything from the, the wine rack to the bar to the gate. I mean, he's done oh, everything. That's a lot of talent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Understatement. And uh, yeah, his trophy rat is still a goal of mine. It's still sure the coolest truck I've ever seen. And it's his shop truck. So he'll like put giant steel beams in the back of this thing, jack up the suspension, and just go. Oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I like that genre and the fact that something that it, it functions, you know, it may not, the patina's on there, and, but it looks nice. But people, and somebody would look and go, oh, that's a rusty piece of shit. Like, yeah, well. Yep. And then you pop the hood it's and there's mine. like a $30,000 engine. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, never mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. In King's Coilover Suspension. Absolutely. Wheels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found it in a junkyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so you're going to build your own truck. Yeah, I kind of want to do that. That'll be fun. Yeah, I have, I bought this house that has a, uh, what am I? I got. It's got a large garage. I guarantee. I got you. six cars in there. Yeah, I was right? say, so, yeah. Uh, four post helps with yeah. that. Yeah, and then and then they built this uh, fourteen foot by thirty foot addition that they decided it would be a good idea to put the the wall bricks, the concrete bricks with the two holes in them, yeah. down as a floor and then fill them with dirt. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So I'm digging I've those seen that out. Done on a driveway. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I'm digging those out so I can pour a floor and get. That area would be my machine shop and build the... Did you have to fi- hire somebody to do your landscaping uh, architectural? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just checking. <exactly. laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm the same as all industries, right? When you're a landscape architect, your yard is the worst. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. an architect, your house is basic. Like, <laughs> the cobbler's kid has bad <laughs> yeah. shoes. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. That's me. Okay. <laughs> well, spending enough time racing, it's going to, you know, you'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. Right. It's amazing how busy the summer is when you race mm-hmm. full-time. Yeah. Do you guys do racing during the winter series I mean, when it gets really cold? I mean, I know that you race in the rain, but... Yeah, we, we aren't afraid of the rain. There's uh, an art to racing in the rain. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody should write a book. Somebody <laughs> should get on that. Yeah, that's right. Hear that, uh, Garth? Yeah. <laughs> no, we stop. We stop. Uh, I think it's expensive enough to get your hands on the tracks, the facilities, right? That If you have a low turnout, you're not making money. It'd be kind of fun to run a race on snow tires, just saying. It's been done. Oh, I know. But during the race season, yeah. we had an enduro once that started snowing, and I was like, what do we do? Slow down. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> I, fig- I figure if it's going to be snowing, you just, you just wait till the lake freezes, and then you go that way. Like well, it's not, even, it's not even traction issue. All the windows were opaque. Oh, they just yeah. Fogged up. The, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just saying winter racing. It's do oh, it on yeah. a lake. Oh, I've yeah. done that. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Way up north. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, up in Canada, I've seen that. Um and, of course, Minnesota is like our last guest talked Don't about. Don't hit a moose, eh? <laughs> well, it's a weird I'm sport close. when you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really transition the weight and get the tires to dig into the ice. It shouldn't sink. <laughs> right? Here's hoping. <laughs> How thick that's, is it? That's not, that's not a good thought. I'm like, I'm going to do this turn. I hope I make it. Oh, you think you'll slide out of it? Yeah, maybe. Or, or under it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've seen the Fast and the Furious. The Lamborghini can go underwater. It's fine. Totally fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you an Avance member? No, but I, I keep meaning to be. Does that count? 
Why does no. everybody say that? Why is... They all join eventually. Yeah. They all have to give in. Come to the dark side. Because when you have $5 in your wallet, it goes into the race car. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, exactly. Five, $5 in my wallet, $10 goes into the race car. I yes. guarantee you all racers do the same thing. Somebody says, hey, let's go on a cruise, and you instantly go, well, that's eight sets of tires. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. That's how I measure life. Is there a racetrack on there? I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You put go-karts on a cruise, I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen the images? Is there? There's a ship with a Monaco Grand Prix on the, on, no, well, it's sucks. a, it's a, it's a image. Okay. They were thinking of building it. I, would, I don't know if I got built. You don't want to miss a corner there. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like cruises are kind of on the decline right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, <Maybe. laughs> I mean, yeah. But I'm, I mean, you think about the top deck, I'll be, oh, it could work. Mm. I've seen, yeah, they have go-kart tracks on cruise ships. I've seen that. Oh, again. yeah, that does exist. Yeah. Okay. But again. Just not to that extent. Yeah. Don't miss a corner. <laughs> yeah. Don't go too hard off the corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Break before the corner. Shouldn't there, be a, shouldn't there be a guardrail on this <laughs> airplane? Nope. nope. <laughs> Sign the waiver. What's the name of this track? Rainbow Road? <laughs> yeah. Here's your cart. Here's your life preserver. Have a yeah. nice day. Oh, dear. Pretty much. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Your cart and you're wearing a life jacket. <laughs> I can do this. My yeah. belt buckle's stuck. <laughs> exactly. It's okay. Cart's on a bungee. You're not. I feel like we're onto something. There's got to be some industry here we're missing. I'm telling you, right? Okay. I think it's called speedboating, but whatever. <laughs> oh, God. I, you know, that does not look like fun. No. Like, the idea of having a really fast boat, but, like, the, watching those guys, like, it doesn't look like fun. I don't no. want to crash and then have to swim. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I want to crash and crawl to safety. I don't want to have to swim. <laughs> yeah. Small ponds next to the uh, right. racetrack is fine, but, yeah. All so, right. What's going on with Avance? Well, we've got, uh, for our Denver listeners and the Avance Denver members, they have a drive coming up on November 1st. Uh, so, man, I've said this before, I'm really jealous of that drive. I'm in gen- well, it's, it's, I wonder how that's going to go because it's been snowing a lot <laughs> in Denver and I'm all sure around Colorado anybody that right lives now. in Denver will be fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm assuming they're just, everybody's got snow tires and it's a good time. But De- Colorado is some of the most beautiful driving in the country. Just one of the best places I've ever been, so I'm jealous of that. We've got an Avance at Dirtfish Rally School half-day rear-wheel drive November 6th. Um, doesn't look like it's sold out, so that's good. 8 to 4.30, full-day event. Private tour collection in Salem. Uh, that's going to be insane. I know. Did you see the cover car for that collection? Mm-hmm. Yeah, orange Maserati MC12. Which is really rare. There's Super only like rare. two of them in the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the far coming up, but we will obviously be at November 21st, the Avance off-road November meet. Yeah, I'm still, still <laughs> cleaning up from the last one. I'm going to be honest. I will be there. I don't know if I'll be driving. <laughs> so um, there's still a couple issues that I still have with the car. So, yeah, so I, was, uh, I was cleaning it uh, last night, the mm-hmm. truck, after our drive, right? Did you find a place to clean it? I did. <laughs> okay. But I, was, I came home and I was washing it again because I just sprayed off the dirt and then I came home to wash it and clean it. <laughs> sure enough, I sprayed under the rear bumper. More bark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> More topsoil yeah. coming out. Pretty much. That's a but great track. At yeah. some point, something is going to sprout under that truck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm growing things, yeah. When we were working on the Subaru this weekend, like, I pulled out another big chunk on there. I still need I still need to drop those two body pans that I know there's stuff under there. Yeah, we so can't. we put the Subaru up on quick jacks this weekend to get yeah. it really up in there, pull off a wheel, clean it out. <laughs> it was still, like, as soon as we pulled the wheel off, we're like, ugh. Stuff chunking. <laughs> and we've, like, we've been under there with the power washer, like, from the backside. Mm-hmm. Did the same thing with the truck. I literally have to, like, power wash the wheels from the back now <laughs> to mm-hmm. get everything. Those beadlock rings, they look really cool, but they hold a lot of dirt. Imagine that. They really <laughs> lock it in? They really okay. lock in gotcha. the dirt gotcha. right now. That's okay. their main function right now is holding more dirt. Fair enough. <laughs> it's a Raptor. You're fine. I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's a joke online. I t- <laughs> There's a lot of Raptor jokes online. No. So, Todd, <laughs> our friend Todd, who was here and has a Raptor, and our friend Pat has a Raptor, like... <laughs> Uh, he says, uh, Pat's time about putting in uh, a lift. He goes, you should put in a two-post lift so we can pressure wash the inside of Dan's truck. Pat goes, no way I'm letting Dan's truck near my garage. That thing poops mud. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Nobody will say I drive garage queens. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you coming in and taking the time. I'm glad we didn't scare you away. No, it was a pleasure. You know, yeah, so, thanks, Cole. You know. After getting used to hearing your own voice in your ear. Yeah. It's, it's, a, weird. it's a different. It's a <laughs> 
a lot of people, and I don't think people really know that, like, it's a different thing when you're doing this to hear yourself. This would be terrifying to a schizophrenic. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> At that point, you're hearing enough voices. It just, like, that's not, that's not one of my normal voices. So, yeah. So I probably offended someone. I apologize. It's okay. Um, Only part of them. How do people get a hold of you if they want to get into racing? They want to go watch some races? They want to uh, learn more? Well, you can go to irdc-racing.com. Okay. You can go to icscc.com. Uh, if you want to email me, it's cotipton1212 at hotmail.com. Okay. All right. We'll put it up there, and uh, we'll get people to hopefully go racing. Yeah. We need more racers. And if there's a couple of really good-looking twins out there, him and I are single. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> get you in a car. There we go. Exactly. They need to be twins? Front seat, back seat. <laughs> well, I was just trying to mean, you know, we have a good rapport. <laughs> I, I feel like brother-in-law kind of, you know, so yeah. yeah so, it yeah. just makes <laughs> it weirder. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. You want a shovel? I got no, an extra I'm one. Good. Good. We found one. No, he's doing, fine. I'm doing <laughs> fine. I'm trying to help you. No. Okay. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm a lost cause. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. I I'm going to stop it. talking now for, for this episode of RCS. I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.